Amen. And Father, thank you for this time together. Thank you for the blessing of fellowship. Thank you for Josh there in Canada, for Russell in Israel, for Esther in Australia, for anyone who is joining on the Facebook feed, if they're getting on there yet with this uh, change in time. We just we just ask, Father, that you just pour out your blessing on every household represented. Father, you know our hearts. You know what we are praying for. You know the answers that we need. And as we come together, we come together with that spirit of encouragement, that we will be encouraged in the presence of the of Yehovah, that we will see the victory of the Spirit. It says, uh, you know, uh, it, it's better that a man doesn't walk alone, but when one goes out, he'll send a thousand to flight. When two go out, ten thousand. And Father, we want to see the fruitfulness of the Spirit of a great harvest because of what you are doing in our lives corporately as a group. So, Father, for everyone who's believing for health issues, we speak healing. Father, where there's obstacles and just over Josh and his family and the preparation for his whole family being together, we say these obstacles be broken in Yeshua's name. And we ask for the roads to open up, the way to open up, Father. Uh, we pray for Russell in Jerusalem. You give him divine appointments and holy assignments to share his faith. Father, that he will be a testimony and minister to the brokenhearted. And Father, uh, we pray for anyone who would want to waste his time, that he doesn't spend time with those people, but he finds the people that need uh, this message of the truth of Yeshua, the Messiah, that he will have a, a fruitful time, a blessed time, and give him divine appointments and holy assignments in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Okay, so if you are watching on the Facebook platform, um, I just want to encourage you to uh, just uh, give us a shout out. Uh, just, uh, let us know where you're watching from so that we can see, uh, you know, where you are. And uh, if you have uh, any prayer requests, you can put them on that page. I've got that page coming up just now. Uh, hopefully we'll have people coming in on the Facebook page like we do each week, uh, even though we've uh, come on early, uh, earlier than we published, we were going to come on today. Hallelujah. Listen, who likes the book of James? Huh? Aren't we blessed the book of James is in the Bible? Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Could you imagine living your faith in Messiah and not having that verse? Huh? <laughs> and not understanding that if you lack wisdom, that you could ask. It's a free gift. Ask, and the Holy Spirit will give it to you. You know, but remember, if you're going to be like a wave tossed to and fro by the sea, don't think you're going to receive anything from God. But if you are single-minded, if you set your face like a flint onto the promises of Yahovah, you will receive the wisdom of God. You will see the effectiveness of the wisdom of God, the victory of God, the transformation of what it truly means to walk in the Spirit. So when trials come, we rejoice. When difficulties come, we praise. But anyway, I didn't want to talk about that chapter today. That just gets me excited because it's the beginning of the book of James. And I encourage you, meditate on the book of James. It's a great place uh, to, to spend time. But what I want to talk about today is I want to talk about what we see in the area of James chapter 4. 
And uh, it really is powerful what we see here because in everything that we do, this is what we learn. The more we grow in the spirit, we learn that our thoughts are not his thoughts. Our ways are not his ways, but we want to be aligned to the thoughts of Elohim. We want to be aligned to the purposes of what he has for us. So in this portion of, of scripture, it's talking about our alignment uh, before the Father. How are we going to walk before the Father? It says in verse 1, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desire that battle within you? You desire but do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask Elohim. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your own pleasures. So what we're seeing in this portion of Scripture, you know, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's important as we see in Mark chapter 4, verse 10, is it? Um, but what, what we see here, you do not have because you do not ask. And Yeshua, he taught this as well. Ask and it will be given. Ask, seek, and knock. You don't have because you don't ask. Ask and it will be given. Your joy will be complete. And here's James. He is speaking this out again. And he is saying, listen, there's also a other problem that we have. The reason you're not receiving what you're asking for is because you're asking with the wrong motives. You're asking with the wrong desires. You're looking to build yourself, build your own kingdom. And what the Holy Spirit wants us to do is get to that place where we walk in submission to God. And it doesn't matter how long you've been saved. Every time you face opposition to the mission, you have got an opportunity to do it your way or to do it his way. Is this speaking to anyone right now? You've got a choice to make. Am I going to do it my way? Now, I've met many people who've decided, you know what? I've been praying God for you to do this. You're not doing nothing. So I'm just going to do it myself. Let me tell you something. Slow down. Slow down. We want to be in step in alignment with the spirit what's the reason for the things that we are praying for is it just about our selfishness or what we want the question is what does the father want for your life and for my life so we can go through quite a large portion of our faith walk with the wrong motive we can be building and we say all the right things and they sound so spiritual and it sounds so awesome. And everyone's like, praise the Lord, praise Yehovah, hallelujah. That's amazing. But the question is, is it a word from heaven? Is it a word from heaven? And that's what we want to get hold of. When you ask, verse 3, you do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your own pleasures. You adulterous people, man, he's strong. This is what I love about the book of James. And this is what we need, especially as men. We need our ego to be knocked down a few pegs in the Holy Spirit. Isn't that right? From time to time. And it's good for us. It's healthy. It's okay. Hallelujah. I don't want to be running the show. I don't want to be the one that's up ahead doing the stuff. What I want to be is the one that is submitted to the will and purpose of 
the father you adulterous people don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity with god okay so here is an answer here's an answer so what's your friendship like with the world are you expecting your provision the resources and everything that you need to get are you expecting it to come from the world or does it come from the place of prayer are we receiving it's god who empowers us to prosper now Haley and I and our family, we've lived by faith. I've been married 30 years and I was living by faith even from 18, 17, 18 years old. And you face challenges all the time. How are we going to get through this next phase? What needs to get done? And one thing I've found, one thing I've found that when I saw out of the lack that I have, greater things get accomplished. So it's not just about, well, God, this is what I need. He says, what is in your hand? What do you have? What has he blessed you with? What's in your hand? And how do we take that which he has given us and break it and sow it for the purpose of the kingdom? And this is what Yeshua taught. This is what he taught. He had to be broken for us to walk in freedom. He had to pay the ultimate price so that you and I can be free. And we are called to walk like he walks. So what's this adulterous people? What do they look like? They are people who spend their time building up their friendships with the world. And what that means is they're hugging the world for resources. They're hugging the world for their answers. And they're making a decision. You know what? God, I've prayed. You haven't responded. So I'm just going to move and I'm going to do it my way. And that is a rebellious state. And that's not where the father wants us to be. But many times, not just, oh, you know, 10 years ago, you know, I had this problem and I, I realized I was dealing with try to take over instead of waiting before the father. No, it's not every 10. It can happen on a daily basis. What happens in our time of prayer? We get together to pray. And what's the very first thing the enemy's doing? Have you been on your Facebook yet? Have you been on this reel on Instagram? Have you got that message? And all of a sudden, that time that should be in the presence of Yehovah, that time when we should be seeking him with all of our heart, with all of our soul, all of a sudden it's diluted with the cares of this world. And we've got to get to that place where we say, Father, I need that spiritual alignment. I need you to align me in accordance with your will so that I can be effective for your kingdom. So we understand that friendship with the world is enmity before God, and that's not where we want to be. Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. You can't be a friend of Yahovah and a friend of the world. You've got to make a choice. Are we going to believe God to make a way in every aspect of our life or are we going to do it our way? And these are important things that we've got to bring before the Father to understand. Hallelujah. Verse 5. Or do you think, Scripture says, without reason, that he jealously longs for the spirit he has caused to dwell in us, but he gives us more grace? That is why the Scripture says, Elohim opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. As we think about that today, the key element of what comes alive in this portion of Scripture, which we also see in the book of 1 Peter chapter 5, 
submit yourselves then to Elohim. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. And I just want to say that again. Submit yourself and let this be a week where we experience this open heaven. Let this be a week of incredible signs and wonders and miracles in open heaven because we're resisting the devil. We're, he's fleeing from us. We're coming near to God. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wow. Huh. And I love it. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Again, what did we say when we opened up? We talked about James chapter 1. What was it about James chapter 1? You double-minded. Man, you're like a wave of the sea tossed to and fro. Don't you think that anything you pray for is going to work? Anything you do is not going to work. You cannot be double-minded. We need to be aligned in the Spirit. So in James chapter 4, we're seeing James talking about what he said in James chapter 1. Wisdom's a free gift. So if you're in that place... And there's many areas in my life where I bring things before the Father. I don't have the answer. I don't know how things are going to work out. But one thing I've learned, you know what, Father, you can give me what I need for today. And I'm going to run with that, even though I don't know the end from the beginning. I don't know the whole picture. But you know what? If you instruct me today, I'll be faithful with what you say today. And through that, we will see the victory of the Father. Come near to Elohim in verse 8 of James chapter 4, and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Who is James talking to? This is very strong speech in his communication and what's going on here. And listen, he's speaking to the body, right? He's speaking to the body. He's not, this is not James on the evangelist outreach program speaking to the lost. No, he is speaking to the body. He's saying, let's demonstrate that we are of the faith. And there's some strong words we see in the book of James. And I've even heard people say, oh, James shouldn't be in the Bible. They want to get it out there because it talks about works. There's lots of people within the church. They don't want the book of James in there. It's not about your religion because of who you are. It's by your deeds. It's what you do. There's an importance of the transformation of what happens in your spirit. It means that you're going to put it to action. So James is very tough here. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. <laughs> Grieve, mourn, wail. Change your laughter the morning and your joy to gloom. Oh man, it's not sounding like this faith, happy, clappy moment of us coming together. Right. But sometimes what we need is the direct word to bring a shift so that we can accomplish the will of the Father. I need to hear the shift in this language. I need this language. I don't like to spend a lot of time on reels on YouTube and stuff, but sometimes I watch a few things and one of them was about this millennial person going to get a job. Maybe you've seen this reel and she's in a job interview and she stays up all night writing her resume, gives it to the guy. And, and the guy says, OK, yeah, we're interested in uh, you having the job. Uh, the job starts at eight o'clock in the morning. And this millennial's like eight o'clock in the morning. Oh, that's not going to work for me. Eight o'clock. <laughs> I'm not even up at eight. I'm doing 
Skype and Facebook at two o'clock in the morning with this one and that one. I don't start until 10 o'clock. There's no way I'm starting at eight o'clock. And then uh, and then she goes on, you're not edifying me. You didn't speak good words of encouragement. He says, I don't think this job is going to be right for you. Oh, you're offending me. And you start going through all these things that we hear from so many within the millennial generation. I'm not saying it's the, it's the same of everyone, but it was quite funny listening to the response on this. People are so easily offended when the truth comes forth. If I want to be a duck, I can be a duck. You just have to accept it. If I want to be a woman, I can... No, no, I'm not going to call you a woman. I'm not going to call you by a woman's name. I'm not going to call you a cat because you want to be a cat today. You've got to be kidding me. I don't care if I offend you, right? We've got mental illness working out on the streets right now. We used to have a place where people would go for help. And now all our governments just kick them all out and our churches don't know how to respond and fellowships don't know how to respond to people. But listen, we've got to get to that place where we walk in the truth. And in the book of James, and in my encouragement today is embrace this book. Embrace it. Embrace the toughness of what's being said within this book. Recognize when he's saying, submit yourself then to Elohim, resist the devil, he'll flee for you. Don't say he's speaking to someone else. Say, you know what? I'm receiving this word. Elohim opposes the proud but shows favor and to the humble. He's shown grace to the humble. So what am I going to do in that place? I'm not going to be prideful. I'm not going to be a friend of this world. I'm not going to choose to work out my problems on my own. I'm going to submit to the Father because I want a heavenly solution to every aspect of my life. I want the supernatural to be manifesting within my life. If God's going to bring a breakthrough, I want a testimony of the transforming power of a mighty Elohim. I don't want the testimony of, look what I did. I'm awesome. That is not what we need. We need a testimony of the transforming power of Yeshua. That's what we have got to get together here. So we stand upon the promises of the Father with an expectation to see his kingdom come and his will done. So like I said, as we are sharing today, recognize the toughness of what's been delivered in James. But let me tell you, not just the toughness that's coming forth, but this is the preparation for your victory. Are we ready for answered prayer? Are we ready for the breakthrough? Are we ready to see like the walls of Jericho fall down. Oh, uh, well, that's not going to happen. There's houses in the walls of Jericho. The structure is so strong. We, we have a God who can shake heaven and earth on your behalf concerning the promises he has for you, concerning the alignment he has for you. So if you're not in the right place, if you recognize you're trying to work out the will of God on yourself, it's okay to grieve and mourn and wail. You know, sometimes we need to take a time out and fast and say, you know what? I, I need to get spiritually aligned. I need to be aligned. I'm going to flesh, I deny you food. 
I deny you water. We're going to get in the presence of God to experience the richness of what God has for us. We need to get to that place to grieve, mourn well. Change your laughter in the morning and your joy to gloom. Why? Because if you keep living in the way of knowing it all, working it all out by yourself, you are not going to see signs and wonders and miracles. And why is it we see such a lack of signs and wonders and miracles? Because we love the principles of the word at the cost of the supernatural of the word. I want to see people radically healed on the streets, right? I want to see the transforming power. I don't want them just having a good a good word and a good little bit of comfort. I want the radical hand of the spirit bringing transformation. Silver and gold I don't have, but what I have I give unto you. In the name of Yeshua, the Messiah, rise up and walk. All right, so I'm getting excited. Verse 10, humble yourself before Yehovah. And what will he do? He will lift you up. He won't lift you up so you can become prideful again. He'll lift you up. Why? Because his name will be glorified through our lives. He'll lift you up so that he can be seen in the lives of others. We need mentors that live life by the Spirit. So you've got a couple of choices. Do you want to have all the right things on how to rebuke people and how to tell people how they've got it all wrong and what they need to do? If you spend all your time focused on the toxicity of what's going on in the lives of others, you're not going to see the signs and wonders and miracles. But what is the key that breaks through? It's the power of the love of God that breaks through. So where are we at in the love of God today? And is that seen in our communication? There's times I have to pull myself up because of how I've spoken. And I've realized, you know what? That wasn't seasoned with the love of God. Father, help me to be more conscious of the words I say and the things that I do so that I'm a, an example of what it truly means to walk in the love of God. Verse 11, brothers and sisters, do not slander one another. Oh, this is a big one. This is a big one. Now, Okay, yeah, let's just get a little bit of that James anointing, yeah? <laughs> let's get a bit of that James anointing when we talk about don't slander one another. So you have revelation that's different than someone else. So you've, you understand the Torah, you understand the importance of walking in the commandments of God, but yet there's other believers who are genuinely born again. You can't deny their faith. You can't deny the transformation of what God's done in your life. You can't deny the healings that they have received. And listen, if you do deny it, if you come against it because it doesn't fit your mold or your understanding of Scripture, then guess what you're doing? You're blaspheming against the Spirit. So how do we deal with the truth that we have? We have to deal with it in a way that we're not slandering others. We have to be effective on how we minister to the Christian community and within love, bring the truth, but also give space and allow the Holy Spirit to do it because we have come a long way in this journey ourselves. So don't slander others. Don't pull others down. Don't, don't say that the things that God is doing in their life 
are of no effect when the father is doing a work recognize that he's moving they might be eating a bacon sandwich telling you their testimony right but you know what that doesn't mean you get offended that doesn't mean that you start throwing all the tables in the restaurant over how do you minister you minister through the love of god no i'm not going to no would you like a bacon sounding no i don't actually no i don't eat that stuff it's not biblically clean oh okay and then wait for them to ask why why you know i used to eat enough ham and bacon for the scottish army right and and these questions come up here in scotland about ham about pork about what's clean what's unclean why why am i convicted in these areas but do we know how to share it with the love of god without slandering without pulling down without saying you don't have a real faith you're not on the rock they just don't understand they don't have that revelation yet then it says here anyone who speaks against a brother or sister or judges them speaks against the law and judges it when you judge the law you're not keeping it but sitting in judgment on it there is only one lawgiver and judge the one who is able to save and destroy but you who are you to judge your neighbor T tough work tough work now just pitch this is james speaking it's actually yakov his name's yakov it's not james anyway it's, it's jacob right uh king james changed his name so he could have his name in the bible well well done mr king james uh he did a good job there but we're going to call him yakov uh jacob tonight so in this you're going to bring the law down on people then what's the father saying this is not what i have called you to do this is not how i've called you to minister to your neighbor yes we're called to be speakers of truth i'm not telling you to compromise i'm just saying how can we minister the truth of the gospel of the kingdom in a way that can bring people through to the understanding of areas where they have been lied to without bringing a judgmental spirit and i've got many years of experience where i've seen incredible testimonies of people waking up to the truth because of how i've operated and i know many testimonies of people who've lost their family members their children don't speak to them right now there's huge splits within families why because they just blurted everything out in such a way that it brought separation and it might have been 10 20 years and those words were so judgmental they were so damaging they were so slanderous that the that uh, the people don't even know how to reconcile with their own family and they don't even know how to have the conversation with their own family so there's a way to do things there's a way that we are called to communicate now listen verse 13 listen you who say today or tomorrow we will do this or that city or spend a year there or carry on business and make money why do you you don't even know what will happen tomorrow what is your life you're a mist that appears for a little while and then varnish vanishes and it's varnishes <laughs> it vanishes instead you ought to say if it is Yehovah's will we will live and do this or that as it is you boast in your arrogant schemes all such boasting is evil 
If anyone then knows the good that they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. If you know the good and you're not doing it, you're sinning. If you know the good and you're not doing it. And what, what are we talking about? Well, I know the truth. So if I'm not forcing everyone to have my viewpoint, then they're sinning. I've got to stop them sinning. No, we need to be a people who minister in the love of Yehovah. So what are we getting from what we're reading today? What do we see in this portion of scripture? We see how important it is for us to submit before the Father and say, you know what? I don't know how you're going to work this out, but I'm not going to take the weight of the world on my shoulder. Listen, be free right now. It's not your responsibility to fix other believers. It's not your responsibility to fix the world. It's your responsibility to be yoked to Yeshua. And what did he say? My yoke is easy and my burden's light. Not like those Pharisees. What are they doing? They're lording it over everyone, hammering everyone with their ideas, with their interpretations, with their structures. And Yeshua says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And all we have to do is come to that place where we submit before the Father. Oh, man, I tell you, I'm so encouraged right now. I'm so encouraged because sometimes the strong word that comes out, sometimes we read the scripture and, you know, just picture this. Sometimes the Holy Spirit saying, listen, when my truth is revealed to you, it's going to make you feel like you're so ugly. And he doesn't want you to feel ugly to pull you down. He wants you to see the ugliness of sin in a way that we will be an example of what it truly means to walk humbly before the Father and walk in the victory of the Father. And that's what's going to change our community. That's what's going to change the lives of those around us. When we recognize, you know what? I don't deserve this. I don't deserve the transformation that God has done in my life. I'm a miracle. The work that the Father's done in my life, it's a miracle. It's a miracle. My salvation is a miracle. Your salvation, just think about it right now. Think about the day your life changed. It's a miracle. It was a miracle of God. Hallelujah. He lavished his love on you. You received it. You witnessed the blessing of it. Oh, Father, I just want to take a moment. Let's take a moment. Father, thank you for what you have done in our lives. Thank you. Father, we know we don't have all the answers, but we know that you are a God that gives us wisdom free of charge. You give it to everyone who asks. And Father, in wisdom, there's something more powerful about wisdom than anything. And you know what that is? It is the ability to speak wisely, to communicate wisely. And that's what we ask right now. Holy Spirit, help us to speak wisely, communicate wisely with others so that your kingdom will come, your will will be done, and we will see victory in Messiah. So, Father, as we just bless your name, we rejoice together that you've brought us here for such a time as this. Thank you for the body of Messiah. Thank you for the blessing of what you've done within our lives. We just rejoice in who you are. We know we have the victory in Messiah. 
And we know that you oppose the proud, but show favor, mercy to the humble. And we humble ourselves before you. We all have needs, but may the, the provision of our needs change the lives and hearts of those around us. Thank you, Father, in Yeshua's name. Amen.